Between the Nashville bombing, COVID-19, and election fraud, what in the world is going on? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. I want to be very clear, especially for those of you that have listened to me for any length of time, either on this program or on the program, Your Weekend Show. I'm very cautious before I, I try to draw any conclusions about the things that I'm seeing. We've talked from time to time about about the coronavirus this past year. We've talked in recent weeks about the election. And we've talked about other things as well. But what I'm seeing out of Nashville is, is of a deep concern to me. And I'll be honest, I'm not ready to say what it is or is not. Let me just say that again. I am not prepared to say what it is or is not. But there are a few things, there are a few things that I can draw, I think, a very, very safe conclusion. Is that a good way to put it? I'm skeptical about much of what I'm seeing. I am skeptical about much of what I hear from supposedly the reliable sources like the FBI. You know, the same FBI that lied about Russian collusion. The same FBI that went out trying to entrap somebody. I have a severe distrust for the organization once run by a cross-dresser who kept dossiers on everybody to have control in Washington, D.C. The fact they put his name, J. Edgar Hoover, on the building shows what a corrupt organization they are in their name and at their core. I'm certain there are some decent rank-and-file people in the FBI, but I think that Mr. Strzok and Ms. Page showed us what the true nature of those at the top are. They cheat on their spouses, and they decide who should or should not be the president. They're traitors. They're opportunist traitors. I have no, nothing else I can say. I look at the video. I look at the video of the election night, the scandal that occurred in Fulton County, Georgia, you know, about 90 miles south of where we are, in our home in Sky Valley. And no matter what you tell me, my eyes are telling me they're cheating and they know it. They waited till nobody is looking to pull out all these emergency ballots. How do you explain in places like Pennsylvania where they mailed out 1.8 million ballots and got 2.5 million ballots back? In case you didn't catch that, let me say it again. How do you explain they mailed out 1.8 million mail-in ballots and 2.5 million were returned? Oh, but there's nothing to see here, Bob. It's, it's all legit. Friends, we're being, we're being bamboozled every which way and direction to Sunday. We are being lied to by those that we should be hoping we can trust. 
those that run elections. Listen, in the state of Georgia, I spent many, many, many years here, and we spend a good amount of our time here now. I've loved this state for decades, 45 years, going on 46 years that I've been in and around this part of Georgia. I have had the privilege of knowing several governors and interviewing them, talking to them, a couple that I got to know quite well. I've known congressmen from this state that are good friends and good people, solid people, trustworthy people. Two years ago in 2018, we don't vote here in Georgia because we live in Florida. We're just here a little bit longer this year due to a combination of a number of factors with family, and it just makes it easier for for us to be here to take care of the work that needs to be done for the moment. But I can remember in 2018, looking at what was running for the governorship of this state and worrying about what kind of policies would come out of Stacey Abrams for the state of Georgia. We'd be in the state of despair. And somehow in these past two years, she's put together such a coalition that I'm finding out that the former Secretary of State, now Governor, Brian Kemp, I'm beginning to wonder. And especially the current Secretary of State, whose brother just happens to be pretty much in bed with the communist Chinese, and Awe, you know, the wonderful company building or wanting to be involved in building the 5G network in this country. And they're telling us that everything was just above board, worry about nothing in Cobb County. And, and those ballots were thoroughly okay, all pristine, perfectly ready to go, never even folded up. Yet we're supposed to believe, we're supposed to believe from these feckless fools that everything in the Georgia election was totally up and up. We are led to believe that somehow, somehow, Joe Biden got more votes in Georgia than any other presidential candidate in the history of the state, <laughs> including you know, their home son back in 76, Jimmy Carter. Think about that for a minute. How did that happen in a, look, I know that part of Metro Atlanta is going to be to the core Democrat. Unfortunately, that's what comes in many big cities. The woke move there. Funny, most of the people that make their living there mm, choose to live outside of the city. In places like Hall County, West Cobb County, not, not close in anymore. I can remember when Marietta, Georgia, Kennesaw, Georgia, Smyrna, totally different. I lived there at one time. You have to get out to Cherokee County now to get some normalcy or way northern Fulton County or, or into northern Gwinnett, not even southern Gwinnett. Forget to Cab County. It even reaches into Fayette County now. 
I mean, I, I just have watched as the city of Atlanta has grown and people move out of New York and bring their lousy voting habits with them, not understanding it's the very voting habits they had in New York, the very same voting habits they had even in California that ruined where they're living at or New Jersey, which is why the companies moved to begin with. And now you're condemning the state to turn into the sewer you left. And you don't get it. You don't understand that you, like locusts, ruined your own state by putting into office people that believe that your money was theirs. They tax your property where you can never afford to stay there. It is so sad. Let me say that again. You know, I can remember it was getting bad back in the 70s. I didn't understand it at the time. Went to college and I was thinking, man, it would be great if I could, you know, work in New York City, live out in Long Island and commute. That was going to be my, because there's good money. Until you stop, stop for a minute and look at the cost of living. cost of living in Long Island, we're talking in the 1970s, I realized I can't afford to buy a house here. Even with a good wage, it's going to be a little on the tight side. And then you start learning what people are paying in property tax. It's not so much the cost of the house. Back then, the interest rates were terrible to begin with nationwide, but you know that's another story. And And people wonder, why were so many young people moving away from Long Island or Metro New York and going to places like Atlanta or Dallas, Texas or Charleston or Greenville, South Carolina? Why were they leaving for Charlotte, North Carolina for opportunity in the 70s and 80s? Because they couldn't afford to live near their mom, dad, and grandparents anymore. And why? Taxes. Back in the 1990s, I had been working by that time, about this time, eh, 20-some-odd years in broadcasting. I was the director of engineering at a college for a group of radio stations. Now, it was a Christian college, so I wasn't getting the biggest income in the world. It was Chicoa Falls College in Northeast Georgia, a place that I have a great respect for and still do to this day. And I have wonderful memories of my time as we built a network of radio stations around the country and a satellite network in Little Toccoa, Georgia. I can remember being allowed to, you know, do some other work on the side, which which made it very palatable uh, to live in Toccoa, Georgia. I mean, I was paid a little bit less, but then again, the cost of living in Toccoa, Georgia was a lot less than Atlanta, less than maybe even a Greenville or a Charleston or any other medium to large size city in the South. And we owned a, a nice home. Matter of fact, we renovated it, sold it, and bought even a nicer home 
with a lower payment. Worked out wonderfully. And we're living in this house. You know, it's three bedroom, two bath, living room, dining room, den with fireplace, two car garage. Nice house. And I get a call one day from somebody that I knew from the time that I used to work for a transmitter manufacturer saying, hey, there's a rare opening for a chief engineer. We're not talking associate or assistant or whatever. We are talking the senior chief engineer in New York City. Big radio station. And he mentioned what the salary would be. And I about fell out of my, you know, chair. Quite a bit of money. Now, my grandparents were still alive and living in in New York. And I said, you know, I may want to, they wanted to know if I wanted to do an interview. And I said, why not? They were going to pay the airline fare and expenses. So I'll, I'll do the interview. Staten, get, get to visit my grandparents, take the train into the city. I did that years ago. And so I flew up there and we talked and we talked about the offer and the benefits package and all that kind of stuff. And then I got back to my grandparents' home that afternoon and I said, gee, I'm getting paid this. And then I had to stop and think, wait a minute, I'm working in New York City, so I have a New York City income tax. I've got a state income tax, of course, the federal income tax, and it's a higher level, so it's going to be pretty substantial. It's just my wife and I, and uh, if I'm renting something, I have no deductions. I need to sell the house. I'm thinking, how much is this going to cost me to live here? The cost of a house, anything like the one that I had, in Georgia was going to be almost four times to five times the amount. Unless I want to live way outside of the city or in a not-so-safe neighborhood. Then I have the commuting expense, the higher prices for gasoline, electricity, utilities, food, everything. And then if you're living in Long Island, you get another benefit. You get property taxes. And, of course, even if you rent something, it's going to affect how much your rent is. You know, you have, oh, you have your village tax, your township tax, your county tax, and who knows what else. And it suddenly became apparent to me that I really wasn't going to gain a whole lot of anything except the prestige of having worked in New York City compared to where I was at in Georgia with a stress level, a fraction of what it would have been in New York. Union shop with lifers means I have a lot of people you can't fire for doing nothing. You're stuck with them and you can't replace them. So guess who gets to do their work? (laughs) You do. Why do you think the one guy was getting out of there? He wasn't retiring. He'd had enough. I started figuring out You know, maybe this idea of living here is not such a good idea after all. And instead, I decided to stay put working for the college. And ironically, about a year later, the opportunity to consider the ministry came along as well. So it all worked out. But the point is, people can't afford to live there. And so what happens, 
I know I've taken a long way to get there. You get people that they leave Long Island, but they're still voting for the same people that ruined where they're at to begin with. Not long ago, I looked up when my brother David and my sister Marie and I were being raised in Long Island in a little house in a little town of Hicksville. And, you know, it was a house built literally um, 1900. Not much of a house. My dad put an addition on it. Still not a huge house. And a very narrow lot. And I looked at what that house just recently sold for. And I'm thinking, how does anybody afford to pay $800,000 for a little old house with about $19,000 a year in property taxes or more? I think it's more than that. Then I saw a house near the railroad station, 600, 700 square feet, little two bedroom, one bath, bungalow, $425,000. Taxes on it, $13,000, $14,000 a year. When you add it all up, how do you afford to live there? Yet these people get fed up. Oh, we got to get out of here. We got to move to Charlotte. We got to move to Atlanta. We got to move somewhere. And they come down to these places. They come to a Tennessee and they go, wow, no, no income tax. Yet they start voting for people that will raise their taxes. And they're not going to get a whole lot more in return. It never works that way. We have such corruption in our government today. At the federal level, it is beyond words, just beyond words, the corruption in our federal government. I mean, really, it is bad. Bureaucrats that are entrenched for decades, they're going to vote to keep the party in power that gives them the most. doesn't matter what's best for the country. They're voting for their own interest. The party that will give them more pay, more time off, and more benefits. You notice during COVID-19, and this, this happens at all levels. I don't care if you're talking federal, state, county, or little village or city. Name me anybody in government that lost their paycheck during the pandemic. They didn't. The same people that are telling you, you must shut down your business, they're getting a paycheck, so it doesn't affect them. And it doesn't matter to them that you may go bankrupt, you may lose your business, you may lose your savings, you may lose your house, you may lose your insurance. doesn't matter to them because they have the attitude in government, hey, I got mine. They'll stand there. I've seen, I've watched them on TV. You must close because of this. Sir, I'm going to lose. I don't. That's not my problem. Maybe. Let me throw this out. I wonder. Maybe during this pandemic, everybody, everybody out there in, you know, in government, that's really not that essential. I mean, hey, if we're all dying of a pandemic, what do we need somebody doing economic development for? I mean, we're too busy. We're too busy trying to, you know, keep from falling dead on the streets. A lot of things we don't need 
in government. Maybe maybe those people should be sent home without their paycheck and live on, oh, I don't know, unemployment benefits until they run out. Maybe mayors, governors should consider going without a paycheck to show that they understand the struggle that they keep talking about. If you've listened to this program, you know that I know that for many people, this pandemic is dangerous. So is the flu. So are many other things. A good friend of mine was telling me he had an appointment recently with his cardiologist. He goes in periodically. He had had some heart issues a number of years ago and just wants to make sure everything is is doing the way it's supposed to. And his oncologist, I mean his cardiologist, his cardiologist was talking and, and said, it's amazing, isn't it? There's nobody in the hospital with heart issues, nobody in the hospital with the flu, nobody dying of cancer anymore. Everybody's got COVID. It's all COVID. And I noticed something else in terms of numbers. You know, I, I'm the kind of a guy, tell, you can use numbers, you know, they say figures don't lie, but you can lie with figures if you know what you're doing. And when somebody has a headline, you know, hospitals overwhelmed, not enough staff to keep up with the demand. Then you start digging into the story a little bit. And and over time, there's been various things that have changed it. I can remember, I shared this a while back, there's a hospital not that many hours from here, maybe two, two and a half hours away from here by car that I'm familiar with, that the story got out that they were at 96% capacity in that hospital. And, you know, it's like the world is coming to an end and we even have COVID patients. Well, it turns out that because of all the other things not being done at that time, like, you know, elective surgeries, things that could be delayed, they had laid off two-thirds of their staff, and it closed down more than half of their rooms. Just turn the floors off, turn the lights off. They were running at 96% of their 30% is what it boiled down to. And they could easily recall people if needed and open up another wing. So... That was a bit of a you know great headline, but it turned out not to be 100% true. Now, I'm not saying that we, we don't have issues, but let me give you another example of what I'm talking about. Now you have a case where, and we, we, we forget about this, what if somebody in the hospital, because of contact tracing and everything else that they do, somebody there in the ER, somebody in one of the wards taking care of people suddenly... Uh, should have tested positive for COVID or or was in the presence for too long of somebody that is deemed to have COVID, what do they do? They're sent home to quarantine for, you know, now it's 10 days, but it used to be 14 days. Got a quarantine for two weeks. Can't come to work. Talking to somebody in a business had that same problem. They had one person out of a staff of 70 people that share a building that tested positive for COVID. 
And now everybody's working from home because they don't want the risk that maybe it's spread or uh, maybe someone else has it. And of course, even though asymptomatic spread is beginning to become, you know, yesterday's news is really not true. More and more, slowly, slowly, they will get to that story in a few minutes. But, you know, the asymptomatic spread, that was supposed to be the reason everybody was getting sick and we all have to wear a mask. You know, because I may have it and not know it, and I'm giving it to you. And we've been told that. We have people ready to beat you up in a store, curse you out. You want to kill people. You don't care about people. You're not not covering your face. You're going to make us all sick and die. COVID has been used to turn people against people, keep us apart, keep us separated. I've had a number of friends and some family that have come down with this. Some have had a difficult time. Some have had um, not too bad of a time and some barely knew they even had it. Just so you know. But we also know that for most people that don't have issues like asthma, other major problems and we also know getting look just like with the flu i'm 66 years old if i was to ever come down with the flu i am not going to sit it out at home and try to you know tough it out because at my age the flu could become a serious issue and i don't need to allow it to get any worse than it need be like anything else I am not 35 anymore. I don't bounce back quite as easy as I once did. So, yeah, I think that if I was to ever realize that what I have is not the common cold and it's not getting better after, you know, a very short amount of time, I am going to definitely seek the help of a physician We look at the number of people that are supposedly have died, and and you keep getting people saying, but more people have died. Now, I can't, they tell you that, but I I can't find those kind of numbers yet to back it up. I keep trying. I look back at the death rate once this thing was going on in April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. And I see a lot of other death categories have dropped. And that's, you know, one of the stories that the tech tyrants try to suppress because it destroys the narrative, which is the idea of destroying our nation and our way of life. The one thing they have to destroy is the narrative that, gee, for every for most every death of COVID. Now, I'm sure there's some, but if, I mean, someone to say, well, you know, they died of this. Well, and I understand it. Somebody with COVID could have pneumonia and then they would die of pneumonia. I get it. But the question is, what else would have triggered that same pneumonia? They don't want to get into that part of the discussion. I understand that somebody that comes down with COVID or a cold or the flu or dozens of other things can trigger pneumonia. We have lost our sense of rationality 
when people are chasing people down, screaming and cursing because they're not wearing a face covering to somebody that is perfectly healthy and not spreading a virus. You know, the asymptomatic spread stuff came and went. Every time somebody, even the WHO, whether I fully trust them or not, when they show the data that says, hmm, maybe this ain't so true, we have to suppress it. Why? Why is truth such a dangerous commodity in our world today? Just like Nashville. What is true out of Nashville? I'm going to talk about it in the next half hour and a couple of other things. Tomorrow... And, and Friday, I'm bringing on Dr. Timothy Gale. He and I have been kind of communicating. I would have talked about this the first two days of the week, but honestly, I had recorded the programs right about Christmas time, before Christmas, because we had some things with family and things to do, and I couldn't be doing the show until now. And I'm going to be getting... Dr. Gale's on with me because I've got some questions. I'm reaching out to a lot of my friends that I've worked with back in my days in emergency management. I'm reaching out to ask some questions, just logical questions. How does a 63-year-old guy living in what looks like a duplex or part of a quadplex, I haven't quite figured that out, with an older model RV, have the money and the wherewithal to pull off what he did? I'm going to be digging into that because I've learned one thing. And I hate to say it, but I've seen it firsthand, even on a more local or state level. Sometimes the truth in something like this is elusive. There are a lot of theories out there right now. Some are pretty, to me, plausible, very possible, very believable, knowing the kind of things that our government has done over the decades. Trust me. Our government has done some pretty nasty stuff around the world, and I think at times, even in our own nation. We find out 30, 40, 50, even 70 years later, some really raunchy stuff that they have done. And once again, knowing our intelligence community, people like Clapper and Brennan, who I consider traitors to the United States and should be tried as such, for the things that they have done, they are the deep state personified. Obviously. I don't put anything... Think of of the Mueller report. Think of the whole investigation for the phony Russian collusion. And, you know, with, with very little evidence, we spent millions of dollars investigating a dead end that finally came out in 2019 after the Democrats got a hold of the House. Oh, yeah, you know, there there was no Russian collusion. Funny how that came out so late in the game. Why? Why did it come out so late in the game? Because at that point, it didn't matter. Because they couldn't carry that hoax much longer because people were getting tired of watching Adam Schiff lie on TV. I have seen the evidence, and it is... His words, not mine. It is damning and it's going to unravel everything and Trump will be taken out of the White House, you know, in a perp walk kind of nonsense. And Rachel Maddow buying up every line of it. Oh, 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 yeah. And the girls on The View. Oh, that sounds so. And it's all turned out to be a big lie. And who perpetrated the lie? 
elements of our own government. So don't act, don't think that when somebody says I'm from the FBI or I'm from the CIA, it means they are to be believed. They have an undisputed track record of being liars. Truth is a hard thing to find, especially in a power-hungry world. We are being lied to about so much and people live in a fear of their own life. They're sheep. They are nothing but sheep. All I can say is please, if you ever leave New York, if you ever leave Detroit, if you ever leave New Jersey and you move to Atlanta, if you were voting for what destroyed your state, please don't do it when you get to your next state. I, I worry about Texas, honestly. Those leaving California, hopefully they're the ones that understand it and are getting out for all the right reasons. Hey, we're late for this, this break here. And when I come back, I've got some news about this program and where it's going to be on Friday, besides where you normally hear it. I think you'll be excited about some of the news. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Do you know that God wants you to celebrate a mixed-up New Year? Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, and get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on a special free gift in a moment. Now, when is the real biblical New Year's Day? Well, you've heard that the Jewish New Year's is in September, the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, right? Not really. Rosh Hashanah doesn't mean Feast of Trumpets. It means Head of the Year, the New Year. So Rosh Hashanah is known as the Jewish New Year, and Jewish people greet each other on Rosh Hashanah saying, L'Shanah Tova, Happy New Year. It's only one problem. The Feast of Trumpets, or Rosh Hashanah, takes place in the seventh month of the Jewish year. The seventh month. That's a strange place to put a New Year's celebration. Well, God mixed it all up. In Exodus 12, he made the old seventh month the new New Year's, and the old New Year's the new seventh month. Rosh Hashanah, the new year in the seventh month, testifies that God wants his people to celebrate a mixed-up new year. And you too have to learn that secret. See, God wants his people to learn how to celebrate at the wrong time. In the nighttime, he wants you to celebrate the morning. When you're persecuted, you're to leap for joy. When you're weak, you're to celebrate strength. When you're poor, celebrate riches. When you're alone, celebrate his fellowship. When you're in bondage, when you're in trouble, when you're hated, you're to celebrate freedom and peace and love in faith. And in the face of death, you're to celebrate his life. Learn the secret of Rosh Hashanah, the mixed up new year. Don't wait for the right time to celebrate. Celebrate and it'll become the right time. Don't wait to have the blessings to celebrate. Celebrate and you will have God's blessings. You want a reason to celebrate? Celebrate in God and you'll have it. Celebrate today. Why? Because it's totally the wrong time. And that's the time to celebrate. Happy New Year's. Want more? Ask for the mixed up New Year's. Now the free gift for you. What if you discover the place where the Ark of the Covenant was? Well, a newly revealed ancient discovery just as awesome. The mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. It's our free gift to you and Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins guaranteed to revitalize your walk or a free New Testament. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's all you do. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you'll be blessed. But call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. 
Now that Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation, I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them. To bless those who blessed you and to reach the unreached peoples from every nation, just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy at Box 1111, Lodi. New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's box 1111 in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. The zip, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Tikvatenu, our hope. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I'm so glad that you are with me here on this program day in and day out. A number of you listen to the program, I know, because I get emails and, and even regular mail thanking me for being on shortwave and also as a podcast. And there are a few people that might be getting a letter from me in the next couple of days. I, I've been a little bit negligent in, in responding. I'm sorry, I got a little behind with the, uh, well, post, shall we say, Thanksgiving into Christmas and, and all that goes with it. And here we are heading to the new year. And I'm trying to, I'm a one-man operation with the help of my wife. I do get a little bit more done. And so I've, I'm very thankful for her help in all that I'm doing here on this program. Wanted you to know that a lot of people listen on shortwave and we've been getting some pretty good response on the 5950 kilohertz frequency at uh, the 10 o'clock at night, which I think is Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday currently. I'll have to double check, but I think that's what it is. And then at four o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time, is when it's also on 5950 and at 6 p.m. on 9395. And that's pretty much with the exception, I think there are a couple of little extra airings because it was time available on Monday and Tuesday. But putting those aside, there's part of the country, I still wish I had better coverage into certain parts of the United States, but because our signal originates out of Florida and it's shortwave, there's a, well, I don't want to use the term flyover country, but there is in shortwave going up before it comes back down. There are some places that we don't reach. And also because the antennas are only so wide, um, they only cover coming out like a slice of pie out of Florida. There are places like Texas I just don't get into like I wish I could or or even Louisiana or parts of Alabama and parts of the the lower Midwest just don't have the signal I, I wish we had. And ironically, we broadcast from Florida and we have virtually no signal in Florida. It's just the nature of shortwave. And so we're going to try something for this next month. And that's to be on KVOH out of Los Angeles. Actually, the antenna is in Simi Valley, California. That is part of the Voice of Hope ministry. Now, the time is not free there either, just so you know. And so we're going to try it for one or two months. And hopefully, 
find out if it was a worthwhile investment. But I've thought about it, and I'm going to give. We're going to give it a try, and I want you to look for it starting. I think on Friday, on the first, and also Saturday. It's going to be at 11 p.m. Eastern time. That's the best we could do for now, and the frequency is nine nine seven five kilohertz that's nine nine seven five kilohertz and uh, i i've been kind of listening around for it and it, it by the way the signal is is great even into mexico and central america and the caribbean and finding it in florida finding it in texas quite nicely and we're, we're going to see how it works out and and at some point there are other parts of the country i've got to figure a way to cover and so I'm, I'm praying about it. Would you keep it as a matter of prayer as well? This program today may sound more political, but there's a lot more to what this program is all about than just current events and politics. So today, though today I, I'm dealing more with those kind of things and probably we'll get into some of the other news on the Thursday and uh, Friday program with my good friend dr timothy gales he will be back with me and i'm looking forward to that always a good time with dr gales and i appreciate his input and and all that he has to share the shortwave time as i said is not free we have um we're sending a check off too to uh wrmi for this past month and the month of january coming up so any help you want to give i would appreciate it you can do it one of two ways you can either go to our website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. There is a PayPal link there you can use, credit card, whatever. If, you, if you'd like to do that, some people don't. I understand. Some people find it easier, and I can deal with it either way. Or if you would rather mail a check, which is fine, and I have no problem with that, you can mail it to us here at 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That is number 263 in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. You can make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. And I'll be talking next week a little bit more about some of the things happening there as well. There's more than just this program that I do. There's other things that I'm trying to put together as we come into a different time. Platforms, I've talked about this. We need we need more ways to have Christians connected than just Facebook. Facebook is not your friend. YouTube is not your friend. Twitter hates you. You need to understand that whatever you're using, their products, you're helping them while they're hating you. And uh, I need to be developing more time on on forums like uh, Parler and perhaps GAB Gab. Um, Those seem to be uh, forums that for the time being I can use. I haven't haven't felt very comfortable with MeWe personally, uh, just just so you know. Um, But I am exploring those options, trying to find ways of delivering this program. Right now, I'm a little bit dependent upon a couple of places as a platform 
for this to be a podcast, and I'm not thrilled with either one of them. Uh, one costs a little bit every month. The other one is mm, free, but but they stick an advertisement in the beginning of the program. And for a while, they wanted it in the middle of the program, and I was able to get rid of that. But be that as it may, my issue is that I have no control, and I, you know, of, of that commercial. It could be thoroughly in contradiction to everything I stand for and believe in. So that is an issue. And I'd like to help others in launching their own podcast, whether they're short form or a program like this with a definitive length every day and a definitive airtime and release time. That's a lot of work, let me tell you. But there are some that, you know, they may want to do something once or twice a week. And I'd like to work with them and we develop a platform that we can all use. And I'm looking into establishing even an app where you can pick up this program on demand and, you know, some radio streams and maybe even some other things of that nature. I'm really looking into it, and uh, time is my enemy sometimes, but be that as it may. These are things that I'm looking at right now. And, and I want to be able to use these things and the shortwave to help keep you informed. NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, none of those people are your friends. I mean, they have been saying president-elect Biden since even knowing that there were questions from the get-go and demanding and screaming. If you post something on Facebook that talks about potential election fraud, they covered up saying fake news. The fact checkers have spoken. Why are you going there? To get your news. You shouldn't. I believe firmly that this government that was created 240 some odd years ago is long past a crossroad. In fact, I firmly believe we've been going down a perilous road and being deceived every step of the way for quite a long time. You go back to decades ago, even the 1960s. I think it was when when President Eisenhower finished his second term and before the inauguration John F. Kennedy. He made a very powerful statement in one of his last speeches. Beware of the military-industrial complex. Let me say that again. I'm sure a lot of you have heard it, and I'm going to give you my feelings about that. Beware of the military-industrial complex. These people make their money on war. They have money and power and prestige. And they will they will cuddle up to despot governments all over the world to keep rich and wealthy. They pit people against people, ideologies against ideologies, violence for more violence, all to be wealthy. 
the arms merchants, so to speak, that develop newer and bigger weapons, and somehow the other side gets the same newer and bigger something or other that go along with it. We are in this constant bidding war with billionaires, and they're all funded by tax money or government monies. Here in the United States, and I'll bring on a good friend of mine in a week or so. We'll, we'll, we'll get deeply into it again. We have funny money. We don't have real money. We have funny money. Fiat currency, it, it's backed by nothing except you. The good, faith, you know, good faith and credit of the United States used to be gold or silver. Now it's just the good faith and credit of the United States. And all of our citizens' possessions, monies, and homes, and, and, you know, gold teeth, whatever. It's funny money. Every new dollar put into this economy is just new debt. And then in order to keep up with the hidden inflation, we all go into more debt sometimes. It's amazing, isn't it? I remember Ernest Hollings. He was a senator from South Carolina. He's been long gone. But I can remember back in the 19, oh, probably 70s. It may have been the early 1980s. He once said, you know, a million here and a million there. And a, before you know it, you got a billion here and a billion there. And then you're talking some real money. Yet, for most of my lifetime, and I'm 66 now, Our government's been borrowing money. Just a little bit to start with. World War II before my time. But every once in a while we come up a little shy, so we borrow it. And the Federal Reserve, which has zero to do with the federal government, it's actually a private bank, well, they're more than happy to lend us our own currency. And they get wealthy. But every once in a while, we're going to have to have a reset of some sort for them to keep their power, wealth, and riches. I'm sure that tomorrow, and again, as we get into the program tomorrow and on Friday, we will talk more about the Great Reset. It's coming. But I wonder how compliant Americans are going to be. We know one thing from the coronavirus which people are thoroughly compliant and easily, you know, led. From those that may question the narrative they're hearing, especially when a lot of it, when you get close into the numbers and the weeds, it doesn't quite add up to what we're being told. We have a lot of cases out there, I know. But how are these cases really playing out? How many of these people that are COVID in the hospital are really COVID? Especially as that cardiologist pointed out to a very close friend of mine who, and this guy works in a hospital, he's going, I just am not seeing heart disease. Everybody's, everything that looks like heart disease is called COVID. Everything that looks like the flu is COVID. Everything that looks like kidney failure or renal failure, all this stuff, it's COVID. Now I'm sure there is. COVID came from China, from a lab, from the Communist Chinese Party. You know that if you listen to this program. I know it. There is no denying it. I sometimes wonder 
Was it an accidental release from their level four lab? Or did they intend it? Or did it happen and they decided, you know something? We don't like Trump. Let's let it infect the world. Let me ask you a question. Someone raised a question the other day, and I want you to think about this for just a moment. China's been releasing information. Whether we can believe it all or not, I don't know. But they're the ones that are leaning toward there's no such thing as asymptomatic spread, number one. And that's why Fauci's been having us wear a face mask all this time. Asymptomatic spread, you know, and and this spread. I, I, well, I don't know. You know, they, they're saying it isn't. But if you notice that they've done such a great job in China, according to them, and maybe it's true, without a vaccine. How are they controlling COVID without the Fauci demanded vaccine? That somehow, I did a little bit of reading. Interesting. When you look at the Pfizer vaccine, it was literally invented in a day back around January the 25th, before it even hit this country. They were already working on this. And with billions of dollars of federal money, the job just got done, you know, without risk. And I'm not sure if I want a messenger RNA running around in my body. There are a lot of things about this, and we're going to talk about it probably tomorrow or Friday. You know, infertility? Is that a part of this scheme? I mean, there's just a lot of things about this that are troublesome person I follow is pointing out, he said, you know, they, they say, well, you know, if this, if you hear about people dying in a nursing home after taking the, uh, the new vaccine, uh, don't be alarmed. People die all the time in nursing homes. Of course, unless it's from COVID-19, then it's a big deal. Assuming it is COVID-19, you know, this is the problem we run into. Where do we know truth? This is why, and we'll get into this more tomorrow. I look at everything Christmas morning, I look at the news for a few minutes, just, you know, my it's just my wife and I, because we, we had a bit of an ice storm and snowstorm. I had my first white Christmas since 1979. Christmas Eve, the snow started to fall. Christmas Day was so beautiful, but it was icy, and our plans where we were going to go got shifted a little bit. That's okay. But I'm telling you, there, there are things about what I'm seeing in this world today that are not adding up. I don't know who to trust anymore to you. It's, and, and that's why I reach out to friends of mine that I know, people that I know that I can trust, people that I've worked with in emergency management that say, Bob, it doesn't add up. 63-year-old guy, old motorhome, living in either it's a duplex or quad. I haven't quite figured that out. I'll hopefully by tomorrow I'll, I'll know more. How did he create such an explosion that left no crater, but somehow crippled communications into Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, on a main line at an AT&T building? What is the veracity of the stories about voter data from this last election being there in that particular building just by happens chance. There's a lot about the story. And as I told you, 
when you think about the cross-dresser that ran the FBI into the ground for many, many years, some of the guys that have led that agency since have been equally as suspect to me, including, well, you know who I'm talking about. Yes, Mr. President, we have all this Russian dossier stuff all about you, but we don't believe it. James Comey. And then Christopher Ray doesn't give me a whole lot more confidence either. Uh, our, our, our just retired attorney general has been a severe disappointment. We see the overwhelming appearance of evil and we're told it's not what you think. Who do you trust? Yeah, we're going to get really deep into this tomorrow and again Friday and probably into Monday and Tuesday as well. It's a new year. We might have a new president in this country. I don't know. But I think there are a lot of people in this country that are beginning to realize we're being led by sheep. And you like I say, just go to the just go to certain places and if you don't have that mask on just right. Saw somebody a video, thank thankfully it was not where we are, but person reached up to get something on the shelf and the mask just got slightly below the nose and this lady is just going hysterical screaming and cursing get your mask on you're gonna kill people you're gonna kill them you're gonna kill them it was ridiculous the woman was paranoid that she's going to die because somebody's mask on a very healthy person barely slipped below their nose so it's a magical mask 45 years of studies that say otherwise on garbage junk masks like cloth and bandanas and all that stuff is suddenly overturned because someone feels it'll be good for us. I look at Nashville and I am just, I don't know. I don't believe what they're telling me. They're, they're either misinforming I don't know if this is a deep state op or not, but I begin to, from people I talk to, independently from each other before a lot of this stuff started coming together, it all is, you know, comes together for me, at least the way I see it. Listen, our time is going to be up for today. And I, I just wanted to share my thoughts and we'll get into all of this in more depth tomorrow. Beginning Friday, we add the new shortwave station at 9975 from California. I hope that's a worthwhile investment. If you can help, let me know. You can go to our website, truth2ponder.com. You can support us from there. Or if you want to mail a check to Ancient Word Radio, the address is 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia, 305. 37 21 Berkshire Lane number 263 Sky Valley Georgia 30537 uh, I don't get paid to do this I just need to raise the money to pay for the airtime so anything you do to help is appreciated more than you will ever know until tomorrow may God bless you this has been truth to ponder with Bob Bierman to find out more visit our website truth the number 2 and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder.
Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.